Welcome to the Run for God podcast, the 5K Challenge, a 12-week journey from the couch to the 5K finish line. And so we're in week number six. Hi, I'm Ted, also joined by Mitchell and Dean here from Run for God. Now, hopefully, if you're tracking along with us here, you're going from the couch to the 5K. And uh, let me remind you, running should be getting easier. But remember, it's still exercise. It's not supposed to be too easy. Hopefully you're tracking along with us with the 5K Challenge materials that you can get at runforgod.com. And so far, we've discussed so many things you can go back and listen to on the other episodes of this podcast when you're starting out as a runner. Today, we're going to talk about something that relates to the number one reason why most people begin a running program, and that's weight loss. Mitchell, Dean, why does everybody, what does everybody know before we get started today? Well, Ted, you know, this is week six, um, so things should be starting to get a little bit easier. It should never be easy. It is an exercise sure. program, obviously, uh, but the soreness should be subsiding by this point. You should, should start be gaining a, a little bit of confidence, yeah. um, so it should be feeling a little bit easier. Today, we're going to be talking about weight loss, which is a, it's a hot topic with Run for God participants, but we we're not going to share specific diet information. I think I said in the very first episode that this is not the time to take a crash diet. Anytime you start an exercise program, you need to look at fuel, at food rather as fuel. Um, And the fact that Dean and I, we're not dietitians, we're not nutritionists, uh, but we do have some experiences to share. Um, If you haven't downloaded the app, um, go ahead and do that. It'll make things a lot easier for for you. Um, By now, hopefully, um, you've been logging your runs and and you've been sharing some thoughts uh, on this journey. It's always a good idea, like we say, to journal, to write these things down, and also spend some time on those questions at the beginning of each chapter. Those are very thought-provoking and will help you on this journey. That's awesome. Okay, so before we get to the weight loss information, let's talk about some more of the spiritual things. So what's the story for this week? Well, ch- chapter six, his story this week is is written by a actually a physician um, in Ohio. And this, the title of the story is The Turning Point. Um, and it was written by a gentleman by the name of Dr. Cam. And he wrote this story in the middle of his Run for God journey during the ninth week of the 5K Challenge. And Dr. Kim talked about how, as a dentist, he had seen a rise in the number of unhealthy patients. You know, he saw things like cardiovascular disease, diabetes, cancer, multiple sclerosis, kidney failure, arthritis, lupus, and and many other things. But he also noticed obesity, not just just overweight, um, but obesity and how much more common it was. And he started to question things like, is our our health care system failing us. And what he found as he researched is he discovered that the problem seemed to be um, the foods that we eat, so much so that he changed his diet. Um, But he was still lacking an important ingredient, which was exercise. You know, Ted, we talk about a lot of times exercise, this shouldn't just be a program. Right. It is the 5K challenge. It is a Bible study program. But everything we've talked about in, in in the five weeks leading into this is how you make this a lifestyle. Exactly. Uh, and Dr. Cam was no different. He found um, that he had run sporadically, uh, historically, but he had never taken it seriously. Um, and it was about that time when he found Run for God. And he now had a goal. He had a team of people in and was motivated to run consistently. And that consistently uh, oftentimes represents 
the lifestyle portion of it. And, and what it also does, what Run for God also does, is it creates that team. It creates that accountability, which is so important. Um, and at 67 years old, when, wow. when Dr. Cam uh, wrote this, he was running with no pain, and he felt powerful. Sure, um, He was still slightly overweight, but he had excellent blood pressure. Uh, resting heart rate that was dropping each week, and and he had found the missing piece in the Run for God program, which was the accountability and the structure. Um, you know, he he found that um, you know in the Bible it talks about God. God talks about creating our or shaping our bodies as a temple, uh, but now he was treating his like one. Sure. Um, and he finishes by saying, not only is is he running for God now. But he's also running to God now. You know, you mentioned that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who who lives within us. And and when you look at the two of you guys, Dean and you, you, you look like, okay, your all's temples are in pretty good shape. And f- right now for me currently, and it, mine, I feel like mine is too. Um, it hadn't always been the case, though. Um, I can remember back a couple of years ago, uh, and I, I've, I've kind of up and down. I, I, I was one of those cursed people that spent all the time in the gym, you know, <laughs> lifting weights and all that stuff. And so... Oh. Bigger was better, you know. The more the more that you bulked up, the better it was. And to a certain extent, that's your goal. You can do that healthy. It's difficult. It's difficult to be a bodybuilder and be healthy um, with that diet that we're talking about. But I'd I'd lose a whole bunch of weight. I'd do a show. I'd I'd gain all that weight back and then some. And finally, one day we were down. um, Our son, our middle son, is an Army Ranger, and we were down when he was going through Ranger School. And we had we were down there for his pass in between two of his phases, uh, the first two phases, and we had pictures taken and stuff like that with it. And when I got home and I downloaded those pictures and pulled them up and posted them on Facebook, I was like, "Oh my goodness, look at that!" And so I stepped on the scale and. I went to the internet and I said, okay, 240 pounds. Mm. What is 240 pounds? From my height, five foot eight and a half, not only was I overweight, but I was obese. Mm. Now, the way I carried that weight, yeah, I, f- I looked a little chubby and overweight, but, but I really wasn't healthy at all. And so that's when I started, okay, this has got to be more than just an up and down thing to look good in the mirror or whatever. Um, my clothes have to start fitting better. I have to start feeling better. And so then I started from there. And uh, I've done different things, tried different things to keep it off. But it is, it's a lifestyle. It's picking something and sticking with it. It's mm-hmm. trying to, I, I did 80-20 for a while where you eat strict and healthy 80% of the time. And then the other 20%, you can, if you want to go get a pizza with a family, go get a pizza with a family, uh, knowing that your body's going to get back to that 80 percent you know strict diet i've been intermittent fasting for over a year and a half now and that seems to be doing the trick for me and helping me to keep it off and those things but you've got to find what works best for you and i love the fact that you all don't sit here and say here's the diet nutrition plan that you need to follow because it's different for every person and you need to find what works and what fits yeah you know ted i I don't even really like the word diet Uh, yeah i mean we're going to be talking a lot about nutrition um but Diet indicates it's a it's a. It's What's a, the first three letters of that? Diet, <laughs> but I mean it's it's a red flag to me that it's it's a it's something that you're going to do for a period of time, and that's that's never good. It's, it's not good for our bodies right. to go up and down and up and yeah. down. There's a lot of health um, side effects that come from that. But I, I always say just find what works for you. Be sensible, and make it your lifestyle. Um, and that, that comes in all different shapes and all different formats for everybody. 
what you got to do is find what works for you and make sure that it's sensible. We alluded to a couple of scripture verses, Dean, that fit right right in with this perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. It's interesting to me. I look at um, people. They look healthy. You mentioned before that yeah. you you felt like you looked okay, um, just a little but, big. You know, but you're just a little big. And a lot of times there are people out there who you would swear spend time in the gym that don't spend time in the gym because yeah. they're, they're, they're really unhealthy. And, and I would encourage folks to, to make sure that they're not just worried about what they look like in the mirror because what you look like in the mirror, although it may be important for some things for the most part, that's not where the rubber meets the road. You want to be healthy. You want those numbers that you mentioned. You want the lo- the low blood blood pressure and the cholesterol, and that's what really matters. And that's what God's talking about. He's not talking about us looking great and looking like Adonis. He's talking about us being healthy so that we can work for Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Doctor Cam goes on to talk about he he references another uh, verse of scripture, Second Corinthians four fifteen through eighteen, and it says, "Therefore we do not lose heart." Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And you know, I I just think it's ironic that he, he says to focus our eyes on what is unseen, and that's that's the definition of faith. You know, sure. Hebrews eleven one says, "Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen." Um, so it's just a word of of put your faith in the things that aren't seen. But as a society, um, we're told to focus on the things that are are seen, yeah. to the outward appearance, to how we look, to uh, to what our appearance is, and and that's just not what Scripture tells us to do. You know, for, uh, was it Third Timothy, uh, four, seven, eight? First, First Timothy, four, seven, and eight. I'll have to look that up here in a second and confirm that. But Second Timothy, it's Second Timothy. They're written three Timothys. Second <laughs> Timothy. I have fought the good faith. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous Judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only but also to all those who have loved his appearing. You know, week six is where we're at, and you're fighting the fight. You're running the race. Don't give up. Don't quit. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's Paul at the end of his life. I mean, yep. saying, I have I fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And, and what better verse of Scripture um, to use in the, the run for God study? Uh, I think that's, that's how I want to finish my life. I think that's how everybody here wants to finish their life. Um, but it's we can do that when we when we focus on the things that are unseen. Sure yeah. thing. You know, there were two trees in the Garden of Eden. We, humanity, chose the wrong tree, and it's made all the difference. How does gaining the tree of knowledge of good and evil affect the way that we take care of our bodies? Well, I think part of it is what we were just talking about, where the, the knowledge uh, of what our bodies should be and what they're supposed to be and what the world tells us is that we we should look a certain way rather than be a certain way and i think there's a 
it's it's a metaphor for the way we behave and the things that we do as well. Um, there's not just a, a, a the right way to look, but you need to be healthy. Also, the world is is telling you if you don't look good, there's a right. problem there. Right. Uh, but it's the same thing with the way we act. Right. Yeah, it's the it things sure that is. we do. Um, we should be doing the right things and not just doing what the world thinks is the right thing. So again, for you guys, and again, it's, it's different for every one of us. And so um, if you need some advice, make sure you check with your doctor, your physicians, or anything like that, a registered nutrition, diet, dietitian. For you guys, Mitchell and Dean, what foods give you guys the energy to keep your running journey going? Well, I, I think it's different for everybody, and you just said it. And I think this is just like shoes. It's kind of like asking somebody, what shoes do you wear mm-hmm. uh, so I can base what I wear? Right. Um, it's not the right way to look at it. For for me, um, I eat sensible. Uh, I just I try to keep my carbs and proteins balanced, uh, fats, you know. But but it's it's different for everybody. You, you Ted, you mentioned that you sure. do an intermittent fasting uh, type program. Like I said, let's don't get hung up on diet and what I do or what Dean does. Uh, you need to find what works for you. A lot of people say you know they'll they'll come up and ask you know what do you eat the night before a race. Well, that's that's a loaded question. Um, for what works for me uh, might give you GI issues in the yeah. middle of your race the next day. So you've got to you've got to experiment with that and learn what works for you. Well, I was just thinking about I, I like to experiment and and find foods that that work better for me. And I remember I was in and this please I, people I'm not a great eater at all, but I was eating ramen noodles for lunch occasionally. And I noticed that when I would do that, I didn't feel well when I was running later that day. Right. It was not giving me the energy that I needed. And so what I did was I started pouring a can of beans into my ramen noodles. And all of a sudden, I had the energy I needed because I added the protein to the carbohydrates that I was getting through the, through the noodles. So, um, again, that was for me. Now, for somebody else, that may not work at all. It may work great. But. Beans and ramen noodles. I <laughs> yeah. don't know that I would come up with that one on my own. But, uh, you know, it, this is a good point because, again, people, what you're saying, you've got to find what works for yeah. you. The way that God has designed our bodies is so incredible uh, and it complex, but yet we can find it so simple. The other night, I, I, I try to eat clean, as I mentioned, and I couldn't tell you the last time that I ate at a certain taco restaurant that you know sometimes rings a bell um and uh but my family all wanted to eat there so we did guess what i felt like the ne- that night when i went to bed and the next day garbage that's exactly what i felt like and so because i've been used to eating clean and eating healthy your body will let you know when hey this doesn't belong here what are you doing it's like a thanksgiving dinner when you sit down and you eat a whole whole bunch of food your body's saying whoa we're not used to this what are you doing to us so we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some weight loss misconceptions here uh with mitchell and dean and again week six of run for god To know Mitchell Hollis here with Run For God is to know someone who's following God's will for his life. His story of how he used to be a construction worker in Dalton, Georgia, and now running Run For God ministry, it's pretty inspirational. Check it out right now at comeonletsgo.com along with many other stories. So you're listening to your music, you're running, you're having a great time, and we're talking about the different weight loss misconceptions and things. Now, I want to tell you, inside the Run For God curriculum, 
check it out because there are so many topics on these food and these different misconceptions that are listed there. We're just going to hit on a few of them for time's sake today. First of all, one of the misconceptions about weight loss and dying, Dean, why not just give everybody a diet to follow and say, here's the run for God way? Well, we've already mentioned that everybody's individualized. Our body, think about it. Our bodies are made up of chemicals. And everybody's chemical makeup is a little bit different. And so the different foods affect people differently. Uh, A really good example that I can think of is um, there's some dispute out there about eating stuff with gluten in it. Well, I can eat gluten. I I don't feel any different. But I've got a lady that I work with sometimes who, oh, my goodness, she eats gluten. And it's like the end of the world is happening. Sure. For weeks, Uh, she's sick. We've got somebody like that here at J103. Yeah. so, uh, So it's individualized. And that's why. All right. Well, let's go on. Let's get to it then. What about diet fads? Because I mentioned intermittent fasting. I've been doing it now for over a year. I keep waiting for them to come out and saying, oh, it's just a big fad. It doesn't work anymore. And like, oh, okay. But anyway, you know, <laughs> what are about these fads? Do they work? Well, I think some do and some don't. I think most don't. I think any fad, if, if, if you're looking at a diet and the diet says cut out a particular food group, for example, yeah. that's not good. Right. God made all these different types of food for a reason. Um, now, I do think it's good to eat stuff as, as close to the vine as possible, sure. as fresh as possible. Uh, but it's, uh, it, we need to be careful with anything that calls for absolutist uh, mindset, um, that we can't have – you know. A, a, if you're gluten-free, maybe eating bread's a bad thing. But a, a diet that cuts out bread when bread doesn't hurt you uh, is not a good diet. You know, I, I remember growing up, I, I eat at my grandparents' house almost every Sunday. And it seemed like one Sunday, the salt would be on the table. And the next Sunday, the salt <laughs> would be off the table. And it's because my grandfather would read some article or read something that said salt's bad for you. So he would take it away and then he would put it back. So I think it's those extreme type things that Dean's sure. talking about that are they're not always good. You know, salt's supposed to add flavor to things, supposed to enhance the flavor of things. My dad would salt his food without even tasting it. You Absolutely. know, and I'm the I'm like, you know, I don't even use salt really, unless it's cooked in it, which is fine, but I don't ever add salt to it because I just like the flavors of it. But anyway, when you mention eating as close to the vine as possible, there's all kinds of different products that are out there. I'm I'm holding my lunch in my hand right now, a couple of protein type bars and and there's different brands and things, but there are some that have more of the real wholesome ingredients, and they have a lot of chemicals and stuff that you can't pronounce. It's probably a whole lot better to stick more to the ones that you, uh, you you know where they came from. Yeah, the best thing you can do is learn how to read labels. Yeah. Understand what a label means, and if you can research that a little and understand it, you, you can eat a lot healthier. What about skipping meals? I mean, we all know people that do that. Is that the way to go? Hey, I'm getting ready to go run, burn off a whole bunch of calories, so I'm going to skip this meal so I don't put the calories on there and burn more? Or, yeah, skipping meals is really one of the worst things that you can do. Now, when you're talking about fasting, that's a different controlled type situation, and that's not skipping meals. Right. Skipping meals is a whole different category because by skipping meals, we're talking about doing away with calories, and we don't want to do that for a couple of reasons. First of all, uh, you need the energy. Food is energy, and if you don't have the energy, then that's not good for you. But the other thing is, is when we skip meals and we go longer without food, what we do is we teach our body to live without food. The longer we go without food, we go into a starvation mode, and our body learns how to, to, to function on less food when we give it less food. And so I was talking to a dietitian one time, and I asked them, I said, I know people who have tried to lose weight, and they, they cut down to almost no calories, and they still can't seem to lose weight. Yeah. I said, why is that? And she said, it's because they've got too few calories. 
their body can't function on those those number of calories, and so their body has just basically shut down. And so it's really important not to skip meals. And to, uh, matter of fact, the more meals you eat, the smaller those meals are, the better it is because it keeps your metabolism running along. Exactly. If you think of your body as a machine that has to have that fuel, you all talk about that, how important it is to have that fuel. If you suddenly stop eating, well, your body's going to hold on to every bit of fat that you have because it's got to have something to burn and fat. And you're going to think, oh, my gosh, and it's just going to hold on to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll start burning muscle before it'll start burning fat in your body. I've learned that in my anatomy classes. You know, there, there's other reasons for this, too, Dean. And, and, and you were actually there on this particular instance. But we, we coach a junior triathlon team. And it's always it's always hard with young people, especially who are in school and and they're getting the school lunches or they don't like what's on the school lunch menu and they say, ah, I'm just going to skip a, a, a meal. And we, we drive this into our kids so much because we had a young lady several years back who uh, we were actually doing some hill repeats and um, she was coming up the hill and she just hit the ground and, and started rolling down an embankment and, and we didn't know what happened to her. And we got down to her and I quickly realized what was going on and I told one of the kids to go get a Gatorade and we started – Sure. Forcing Gatorade down her throat, and she come to, and I, I asked the young lady, I said, what did you eat for lunch today? Oh, I didn't eat anything. And, and, and it's, it's not only bad for our bodies, but it's also dangerous. Uh, it can be very dangerous when you deplete your body of, of what it needs, and then you couple that with a workout routine like we're trying to teach here. It can be dangerous. So that's obviously the other reason not to be skipping meals. Mm-hmm. So I, I know it's not just about limiting calories either. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that what you eat matters more than how much. And, and there's there's a little bit of truth to that, but you have to be careful because if if I eat a whole lot of something that's, that's good for me, um, at, at some point, it doesn't become good for me anymore because it's too much. Um, and so limiting calories is important as well as eating good food. So you, you got to find the right mix. One of the myths that my wife and I have struggled with over the years and uh, on the front side of it, when you're first looking at it, you can think, oh, yeah, this is definitely true. It's more expensive to eat healthy. <laughs> I'll tell you what's most what's really expensive, and I see this a lot in this day and time. I I remember when I was young. We won't talk about how old I am, but I remember there weren't nearly as many restaurants around right. back then. And now people eat almost every meal outside of their home. You want to talk about expensive? Yeah, that's expensive. Um, but if you'll prepare more meals at home, you, it'll be less expensive. And there, and there's a lot of a lot of people will tell you, for example, that frozen foods, vegetables, is the only way to get your vegetables because they're healthier if they come out of the frozen food section. And while that's true in general, it's not always true specifically. There's a lot of things that you can do, and a lot of canned vegetables even um, are, are pretty healthy. Uh, you just have to read labels again. Sure. Um, sometimes it, it's a matter of draining off the water and getting the excess salt off to, to make it a little less salty. That, that Sometimes it's the salt that makes it more unhealthy than the, the frozen vegetables. Um, but there's a lot of things you can do. A can of tuna is, is pretty cheap, yeah. um, and it's a great source of really lean protein. So there are lots of options out there. You just have to find them. And I have a, a friend of mine who's a nutrition coach, and he says uh, all the time, he says, if you'll focus most of your shopping on the outer walls of the grocery store, 
Think mm-hmm. about it. That's where the fresh fruit is, mm-hmm. the dairy products and all that. When you get into the middle aisles, that's where all the processed food is and all that. And so, all right, here's one that the most people are going to either break down crying or celebrating here. <laughs> what about desserts? Okay, I'm, I'm on this Run for God program. I'm trying to lose weight. That's one of my reasons I'm doing this maybe. Does that mean I can never have ice cream or cake or cookies again? Well, Ted, quite frankly, uh, what you said a while ago is is dead on. I think the best diets are ones where you you you're on a diet six days a week, maybe, and in that one day, you just you call it your cheat day, you call yeah. it whatever you want to, and you have that day where you let yourself cut loose a little bit, and you'll find that if you're the, if you're good five or six days out of the week, you're you're going to be successful with a diet. Yeah, and, and it's also you know people say, "Can I eat a piece of cake?" Well, yeah. But don't eat one quarter right. of the cake. Fourth That's the what cake. people. Yeah. Most people get in trouble. If you just have a, a small, modest slice of something, it, it's not going to be the end of the world. The problem comes is we get to those cheat days and, and we give it. Our, we give ourselves a license to just indulge, right. and that's where the problems come in. Just. Be sensible. Yeah. Well, and the biggest problem is like when we, you know, we bring a dessert down to the church for some dinner, and then we we wind up bringing a whole cake back, mm-hmm. and so I feel like, well. I can, waste I can it. yeah, I don't <laughs> want to waste it. I can eat a slice every three hours, and I'll be fine. Yeah. We need to get rid of it. We give ourselves that license right there. Yeah. <laughs> Do I have to diet if I exercise? Uh, you don't have to, uh, but it is good. The thing you got to keep in mind is you got to make sure that you keep enough um, calories in you, because when you start to exercise, you're going to get hungrier. And so you're going to want to eat more. And so it is a good idea to couple the two. I think, you know, I, I think one thing you're going to see here, and Ted, you mentioned this, um, as you start this journey or as you, as you continue this journey, you're going you're gonna to find things that you eat makes that run the next day not so enjoyable. Yeah. And you're going to find things <laughs> you eat that, you know, it, it helps or it helps your performance. Um, so that's probably the biggest lesson you can take from this whole process is learn to identify those. Ed- educate yourself on what works and what doesn't work. And then, you know, when, when you're getting to week 12 and, and you know that that piece of cake, is, you're just going to feel lousy the next day. Yeah. Then you've got something to base that decision on um, rather than just emotion. You, sure. You've got a history there. You know, a lot of times we'll be at races and you'll see some of these advanced runners uh, and they'll pull out, uh, especially with, with like the Ironman triathlon that was in Chattanooga. Um, and it, they have all their, their snacks and stuff that they have on them eating. Should I cut out snacking if I'm trying to lose weight? No, there's so many great options out there for snacks these days. Um, there's a lot of healthy options. You know, almonds is a great source of, yeah. of fats. Um, there, there's just a ton of things out there. There's no reason to cut out. Matter of fact, snacking is actually good for you because it keeps your metabolism going. Yeah, and that's the key. If you don't understand what that means, your body, again, is a machine, and metabolism is burning up those calories for fuel. And if you keep your metabolism going, it, it, it runs a whole lot more efficiently than if it's stopped, if it's not running, and you got to crank it up again. Mm-hmm. It's like your car on a cold morning. Mm-hmm. All right, one more here real quick, and we'll take a real fast break. Some people say that eating meat, and I'm a carnivore big time. Some people say eating meat is bad for you, and it'll make you gain weight. What's your thoughts on that? Well, we don't want to get into the argument over whether vegetarianism is a good thing or not, because right. uh, for a lot of people, it is a good thing, and, and they thrive on that. Um, but <clears throat> it's not necessarily much healthier. If you're eating good meats, and you're not eating an overabundance of it, and if you're eating proteins that are healthy for you, then then it's it's fine. You just need to be careful with what you eat. What we find out a lot of times with people who are vegetarians, they talk about how much healthier they are. Well, those people 
they're vegetarians because they're focused on their health. And so they're going, they're making a lot of good choices, not just food choices, but in a lot of ways. A lot of those trends, again, will change over the years with the diet. You remember the food pyramid when we were in elementary mm-hmm. school and all of that, different things. I heard people say, make a fist. That's how big your meat serving should be. Turn your hand over, make a palm. That's how big your vegetables should be. And you hold out your hand. That's how much the, the fats or the carbs should be there for any meal. But again, check with your doctor. Maybe one of the things that you look forward to the most as you're running, as you're learning to run, is how God speaks to you through music. Well, we've got the perfect way for you to do that. It's called J Radio. It's a music streaming platform with positive music and a whole variety of genres that will motivate you to keep running. You want to run to praise and worship music? We got that. You want to run to the top 40 Christian music? We've got that. You want to mix it up a little bit? We've got that too. Check out all the playlists there to keep running at jradio.com or in your app store. All right, guys, we're talking about vegetables and foods and meats and and all of that. What about starchy foods? Many people say that those starchy foods lead to a lot of weight gain. Well, they can because starchy foods tend to store fat. But um, once again, portion control is everything. You just have to be careful um, about how much of it you eat. Because the truth is, is that, yes, they, they can... Uh, they can cause some issues, but they're also high in fiber, and, and fiber is good for us. Again, Mitchell talked earlier about just being sensible and having a, a good mix, and that's that's part of it. Different times of the year, it seems like there's different sweets that are there for us. You know, in the summertime, it's it's the homemade ice cream and all of that, and the and the Thanksgiving and, and Christmas holidays, it's all the the sweets and everything going there. Your birthdays, should we cut out sweets if we're really trying to lose weight? Well, I mean, let's be honest. There's really no redeeming value to uh, to sweets for the most part. Um, there are some studies out there that say that chocolate is, is good for you in some ways, but a lot of chocolate obviously is not. But here's the thing about sweets. It goes back to the desserts. If you try to cut sweets out and you like sweets and you try to cut them out completely, it's going to make that process really difficult. I think if you occasionally indulge yourself, I think that's okay. Uh, just be careful about how often and how much. All right, and this is a big one, and Dean, you mentioned this earlier in the podcast here. What about fast food? I mean, most people think it's convenient. Our schedules are so busy, so hectic. Well, for crying out loud, i got to get to my Run for God group here and go run. So the only thing I have to do is run by the burger joint or or whatever. What about fast foods? Boy, it is a matter of convenience, isn't it? But fast food should never be our primary source of food. As long as it's a secondary source or something that we do use only when it needs to be convenient, then that's fine. I see a lot of people who plan their meals ahead of time and they'll fix their meals. Um, They'll fix a whole week's worth of meals all at one time. Mm -hmm. And so they're there and they're ready for them. And so they don't have to stop by and and go through the drive-through. But the, the, the big thing is, is that if you do go to a fast food restaurant, choose water over a soda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Choose a salad instead of fries. Uh, there, there are some healthy options. Choose um, grilled meat instead of fried meat. There, there's just there's ways to, to be healthier even at a fast food restaurant. And we're being blessed these days because they're with the new dietary laws and things. Most restaurants are, are being forced to put the calorie count and mm-hmm. things like that up on the boards there. And there's other apps that you can get, you can download. And key, I've heard a couple tips. when you're If you know you're going to have to go by the drive-thru, the fast food restaurant, know ahead what you're going to get there. 
yeah. and then order Absolutely. that. Don't go in there wondering and then look at all the things there and say, oh, I'll take the, the big super duper double whatever, you know, just know what you're going for. And, and that even goes for restaurants. You know, I, you, you hear it said a lot. And I think I've even heard it on your morning show one time. Yeah. You, you have a nutritionist on here. Um talking about doing that even at restaurants because a lot of times we'll go to a restaurant with a group of people and we'll fall into that peer pressure yeah. of, you know, my buddy over there, he just ordered the the fried onion that comes out, you know, go ahead and have it in your mind what you're going to order before you go, even at those sit-down restaurants so you don't fall into that peer pressure of, of well, he did it, so that gives me a license to do it. Have your mind made up before you get there. And order first. Order when first. you're at one of those yeah, restaurants, absolutely. you order first. That yeah. way you don't feel guilty that I'm eating a salad, I'm eating healthy, and they're not. I'm going to make, make them feel bad. You make yours feel guilty. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And look ahead of time on the menu online. Most restaurants you're going to have those menus there. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to munch on a bunch of celery now because I've heard this term before, negative calorie foods. I'm burning more calories eating this celery than it has in there. Is that real? Yeah, it is real. Uh, the problem is that if you try, you know, we, we've seen people, I've seen people back in back in the day live on grapefruit because Ugh. grapefruit is another negative calorie food. I know uh, why it's negative. It tastes but, like battery acid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but obviously you're missing out on a whole host of nutrients that you need if you're just eating negative calorie foods. They're great. Negative calorie foods are great. We should all eat them. Uh, but we, we got to be careful with, with how much. There's apples, pickles, as well as the nasty old grapefruit and celery. And if you like grapefruit, I'm a, I apologize. I don't want to offend you, but man, alive. All right. So I, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I've lost a lot of weight myself by lifting weights and things. But I've heard runners say that they're afraid they'll bulk up if they lose weight. And, and, if they and, use weights. If they use yeah. weights. If they yeah. use weights. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That don't make any sense. If they use weights, they're going to bulk up. Do you all have? Do you all allow your runners on your teams to work out? We actually we do work out um, because the truth is is for you to bulk up there there has to be first of all usually there's a diet coupled with bulking up as well as um, just hours and hours in the gym. We don't spend hours and hours in the gym. Um, you go to the gym and you spend thirty minutes in there right. three times a week. You're not going to bulk up. Uh, the thing is, and, and this is the positive side of it, is that lifting weights and doing the more short, fast, hard type stuff uh, actually burns calories more yes, than running longer. Does. Yes. Longer. Yes. You could go out and run 20 minutes right now, or you could go work out in the gym for 20 minutes. And while there's so many other different benefits to both of those, you're going to burn more calories after in your recovery time of lifting weights than you are on the cardio there, whichever es- way there. Yeah. You essentially get the furnace a little hotter yeah. when you force those muscles to do more work. Mm-hmm. Any, any other advice, Dean? This has all been great stuff, and there's much more in the Run for God curriculum, but any other tips that you want to bring out here? Well, I, I want to bring up – we talked about metabolism a couple of times, and I wanted to share a story that, that, that I went through. I, I had an injury, and so I had to stop running for three months. And I remember that first month after I had quit running, um, I didn't gain any weight. And I was still eating the same way. And I thought, this is fantastic. I guess I can eat whatever I want. Uh, But then all of a sudden, I started gaining weight. And I actually gained 20 pounds in one month. Wow. um, Which you can imagine on my frame was quite substantial. Um, But then what I found out was metabolism works this way. And a lot of people, they start on a diet and they give up on a diet quickly because they don't give their metabolism time 
to speed up. It took me another 30 days after I started running before my metabolism did speed back up and I started burning those calories back off and yeah. started losing that weight again. So um, have patience. When, you, when you're trying to eat well, don't eat well for a week and think, oh my gosh, my life hasn't changed and so <laughs> I'm going back to doing what I was doing before. It's important. Yeah, and, and you know we've heard it a lot in our classes and, and Dean, you've probably heard the same thing that some people, when they start this process, the 5K challenge, they get frustrated in the first few weeks because not only do they not lose weight, but they gain some weight. Muscle. Muscle. Yeah. But they don't see that. They're, they're focused on the number on the scale, which get is the wrong the way to look at things. Like Dean said, it, 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 it takes your body a while to get used to, the, to get rid of the soreness, but it also takes your body a while um, to, to speed that metabolism up by changing your diet. So, you know, I always tell people, don't look at the number on the scale. Mm-mm. Look Mm-mm. at the way your clothes fit. Yes. Uh, because that's the first thing you'll see change. And the way you feel. Exactly. And how well you're sleeping at nighttime and all of those. And also picture this too. How If, if this is the first time you've ever started running or ever started trying to get a, a handle on good health, how long have you been putting on all that weight? Right. How many weeks, months, years have you been not eating healthy? And your body has to reprogram itself uh, from doing all of that. So, Great And listen, point. if you make a mistake while dieting, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Just get back on track the next day. Give yourself some If grace. you wake up the next yeah. morning and there's 14 Reese peanut butter cup wrappers in bed, that's okay. Start the next day and know that you you're might have a problem. You might have a problem if that's the case. <laughs> if Jesus can forgive you, you can certainly forgive yourself for a little indiscretion. Yeah. Mitchell, what's the quote of the week? Well, I mean, this comes from one of my all-time heroes. It's Truett Cathy, and he said, I enjoy few things more than making people smile. And you can eat healthy at Chick-fil-A. Absolutely. It goes hand in hand with what we're talking about today. All right, what's the workout of the week here? Well, Ted, once again, we're keeping it the same as last week. Remember, we're trying to do this slowly. Do not skip ahead. I will say that. Uh, But you're going to have your five-minute warm-up walk. You're going to jog for three minutes, walk for 90 seconds, jog for five minutes, walk for two minutes, jog for three minutes, walk for 90 seconds, and then jog for five minutes and walk for three minutes. And as always, get your five-minute cool down walk in uh guys remember um log your workouts log log what was going on what were you thinking how did you feel what the weather was all those things are cues for you to be able to look back um and and download the app it it makes this process a lot easier there you go and we're going to be back with another episode of this as we continue on you're doing so good keep it up don't drop the ball you've got this You've been listening to the Run For God podcast. To find out more, visit runforgod.com.